0: Thank
1: you, Barry. You sound pretty good. Yeah. How you doing, Mark? Yeah. Can you hear
0: me? Okay.
1: Hello, Rob. How's it going? Good. How are you? We're glad to hear you aren't dead. Yeah, not too bad. Well, see, he doesn't doesn't know
2: that. He (laughs) doesn't know that we had it. We had it. We thought...
1: At some point, after you had said you were going to be on the show, like, wait, months ago, Barry says to
2: me... I went searching for you, and I found on Facebook, and I found a a Mark Williams that had died. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no.
0: I think he died. Time, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Mark Williams around. It's a very common name. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we were so. like, <laughs> <laughs> "What do we do?" We,
2: although we now have lost a guest to we, oh, not, yeah, not, we to the, did, not to the not to the virus, did, just yeah. from l- hard living.
1: Yeah, hard living. Yeah.
2: Um, oh dear, who was that? Uh, um, Tony Qualls of the band uh,
0: Load, local band Load.
1: All right, so Mark, are you uh, are you uh, comfortable? Are you situated? Are you ready to get into this? Yeah,
0: pretty much. So I've got I've got all the paraphernalia. I think I need to uh, okay to uh, discuss the album, which I've brought to the table today. So all right,
1: uh, all right. So you want to get into this? Let's do it. Just dive in.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's cool, guys. Let's do it. Definitely.
1: All right, you sound good. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock.
0: And that is Rob
2: Elbaugh.
1: And we are completing our month-long uh, tour European of, <laughs> tour of yeah, Europe. Tour of Europe,
2: uh, England and Germany. <laughs> That's
1: right. We have another guest from across the pond. Let's welcome to the show Mr. Mark Williams. Welcome to the show, Mark.
0: Hello, guys. and uh, It's great to be on here discussing uh, one of my favorite albums of all time, uh, The Damned Black Album from 1980 fantastic wonderful oh and real quick and also uh, it's just i just it, it's almost 40 years the the anniversary is almost we're almost 40 years to the day of the release which is october all oh, right oh, nice. so we're um, pretty
1: close to it amazing right, right? Um, now that so we can feel
2: as old as we feel <laughs> as old as
1: possible i should mention <laughs> yeah. real quick uh before we do anything else barry i forgot we do have a new Patron to give a shout out to Mr. Steve Carroll, who I know is also pretty, he lives here now. I I know Steve, or he doesn't live here. I think he moved to North Carolina maybe, but he's originally from England and he's got, and, uh, he became a patron of us, uh, so welcome aboard. $25 a month? (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I'll have to check on that. Uh, no,
2: maybe not. Maybe not. But maybe he a definitely dollar.
1: Earned, he, no, he definitely earned a shout out. So at least Excellent. $3. Uh, $3. Excellent. And you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron of our show like Steve Carroll. So welcome aboard, Steve. All right. So Mark, uh, yes, you did. And you know, it's funny you say 40 years because uh, you, well, I, ima- I imagine, so you're a huge damned fan, obviously. So I imagine you've seen them many times
0: yeah I mean the the first time I saw the band was back in nine. actually not as early as you would think Uh, 1983 was the first time I saw them you know what what tour was that for it wasn't it was like a a big um, like a big punk festival thing in Leeds in the north of England called uh, Christmas on Earth oh nice Uh, and they headlined it uh, I think like there was a few American bands I think Black Flag played it as well um, I can't remember the other, but a lot, lot of these sort of like, you you know, that the by squad, the exploited, yeah. uh, GBH bands like that, uh, yeah. anti-pasty. Oh, okay. Nice. So
2: uh, actually bands that were a little heavier than the damned from a, from a <clears throat> subject matter standpoint.
0: I get, yeah, I guess so. Because at that time, obviously the damned of I, I, the damned had, I wouldn't say that mellowed out, but, um, I mean, st- I think live there was still, you know, a, yeah noisy and angry as they were probably you know at the beginning but i think um i think i, I think but i mean the studio which we'll talk about in a bit by 1983 yeah studio wise they'd like they'd they'd had more subtleties to the music yeah and um yeah so well, and, and yeah, by
2: 83 hadn't captain sensible hadn't his solo career sort of taken off by then as well?
0: It, yeah, that's right. Yeah, happy talk. That was 82. <laughs> and he, he, yeah, he was in the transition then of just like um, sort of being in the band and sort of doing his solo career. And by, I think he left in 84 and that's when I think Roman Jug to, took over and they pretty much, you know, began that sort of like that that next period of the band which would have been the Phantasmagoria and, but um yeah I th- yeah definitely um the 83 sh- i mean they were still a great live band then um and, and i think by that time roman jug was still on key, but well it had joined on keyboards at that time okay. as well
1: right right so it was him and captain playing and yeah i'm i'm the same way um actually because i'm i've been a damn fan forever but the first time i saw them was actually a little later than that on the uh, on the phantasmagoria sh- uh tour here um boston when i was living in boston so it must have been like 83 or 84 probably and uh yeah captain was already out of the band uh and um roman jug was uh guitar playing guitar uh but they were still That's great right, yeah. yeah but they were great dave was in his total vampire uh, goth stage he had yeah. Big, yeah his flowing hair like slick back and the <laughs> yeah. white streak in it yeah. and um yeah yeah yep. but, but yep. i've seen them since then I've, I've seen them i figured out i've seen them six times but um, what I was going to say is, oh, like, well, okay. I, I saw them on the final, I'm doing air quotes, on the final Damnation Tour, which I think in 1990 they came down I here. I saw that
2: tour, yeah. That's and, the tour um, I saw. Oh,
1: yeah. But it's funny. They called that the final Damnation Tour, and it's 30 years later, and they're still you playing. They're still playing,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, when I saw
2: them in Orlando... I didn't, you know. Be, uh, frankly, you go and see a band that was popular in 1977, in 1990, even you might go, "What's this going to be like?" Right, right. And it was, it was fan- astonishing. It was oh, fantastic. Always great. I've Ooh.
1: never seen a bad damn show.
2: We were both, my Susan and I, were blown away. We were like this is utterly over the top, fantastic. So yeah, yeah. And that was the only time I, I, I've seen them was that one time. So oh, you, okay, just once. Just once, I'm. I, I. I've seen a lot of different bands, but I haven't seen a lot of bands more than once. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but
1: right. I. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely. I would say I'm probably a bigger fan than Barry. Yeah, I, I th- went, and
2: that's not. That's no. No. no says nothing about the damn and everything about my own.
0: Well, but you can only listen to so much, I'm right? A, yeah. I'm <laughs> a magpie.
2: I go from thing to thing. <laughs> so yeah,
1: you, I mean,
3: I mean,
0: I was gonna say just for for, for me personally. I mean. Um, i mean it started um obviously being a, a little bit younger than i didn't got into you know love song was the first record i bought which was 79 i was like a young newborn 14 year old boy and yeah. you know getting that on red vinyl oh, no, and then I mean, you know <clears throat> and then so because the black album's only like a year after that and stuff so all that time capsule sort of like he's sort of you look back at it now, and it's like it's it, it just seems really sort of like sort of compressed. <laughs>
2: yeah, right? agreed. Right, Crazy. Right, yeah, yeah Crazy. A, a year passes now, and you're like, oh, enough. Like it's like nothing, but back then, so yeah. much, so much was happening every year. There was such a exactly compressed. Yeah. So much stuff got crammed in. Basically, the years from seventy six to eighty three or eighty four that we still absolutely. just sort of informed everything after that
1: oh yeah well because yeah. Mark at that point they had already uh, broken up once <laughs> they broke That's up right, in 78 uh, and then when you heard the love song they reformed in 79 and of course they did uh, Machine Gun Etiquette which is a, another great they had uh, they have a run of three records Machine Gun Etiquette the Black Album and Strawberries which are just so yeah. great yeah Such yeah Strawberries is a fantastic record of, too. yeah yeah, yeah. It is. I- all
0: absolutely great. agree with you guys there absolutely agree yeah I mean, I mean um the the thing the thing that with those three albums that like trilogy of albums between 79 and 82 was you could just see how the band was transforming and um there's like <clears throat> there's a good quote i think that especially when we talk about the black album is that um that a lot of um a lot of journalists sort of like thought them especially in the early as a comedy band and the, that right. album the black album definitely sealed the band as like serious musicians because right. without a doubt yeah that that album the, the the musicianship and the playing is just par excellence it is it's like their um <laughs> transition from
2: it's like the who's transition from who sell out to tommy this is yeah, like Tommy yeah. where you're like, they're oh, like, yeah, that's Oh, good, that's good. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah that, that's a, that's a good example. It is.
2: Um, and, and there's some other parallels on, well, there's some songs on this record that sound like the who, so that, that, that yeah. goes deeper <laughs> than there's some parts where I go, Oh, I know. I that's, 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 I know where that came from. Right. And,
1: <laughs> well, they were definitely the damn were definitely sponges for oh, music yeah. they liked. Oh, yeah. But that was oh, the, the cool thing is that they had such varied tastes. You know, in <laughs> right?
2: Music. Right. I mean,
1: they were big. Like yeah. a lot of early punk bands, they loved the Stooges, of and MC Five. Well, their they song
2: "Feel Alright" off the first record is basically is it? It's a, it's a just a copy of. What's on the on the uh, damn damn damned? Oh well, 1979.
1: Uh, they did 1979. That's what they did.
2: 1969.
1: 196. What did I say? I think, no, I think yeah. it's 69. called. I think it's just called "Feel
2: Alright" on the album.
1: Yeah, feel alright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> that's, but, that's right. They're yeah. not
2: paying any royalties on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but there were huge fans, and then also, yeah, but obviously they all had their own. Uh, they brought it, and and well, there's a,
2: some classic. I mean, just classic pop. And, and yes. rock influences yes. that pop up, you know, Moth the Hoople, the Beatles, all that yes, stuff. You can right, right. You hear exactly. it in there.
1: Exactly. And, uh, yeah. and Dave Banian also a big fan of like horror movies and oh, like yeah. soundtracks. And uh, the, sense, oh, yeah.
2: the sense of humor, yeah. though, which is what got them labeled as a, just sort of a joke band because. And, and yeah. not taken as
0: seriously as like The Clash, clash and, and, and The, the, sex, gem pistols. And the right. sex Pistols. The Sex Pistols and all
2: that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's right, guys. I think that's a good point. Like I say, like I think this album encapsulated. Uh, I mean, I don't know. What, I don't know at the time if the, the journalists were sort of basically more kind to them and um, and and take and took away the comedy. You know, the, the fact that they didn't think they were a comedy band, but. You know, without a doubt, you can't take that away from the fact that the musicianship, as I said earlier, oh, yeah. on the album and and the songwriting is just like phenomenal, really.
1: Yeah, and they always had so it, it's 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 hard for us. We always look like if you're into the damned here, you're obviously a little you know. So there's plenty of people that probably never heard of them, never listened to them. Yeah, but sure. In,
0: but in right. England, they They're they were big. pretty
1: big band, right? They were they were popular. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were. I mean, like um, not as popular as some, like the Stranglers, for example. But right, you right. know, which um, is,
2: which from an American perspective, is insane that the Stranglers yeah. would be more popular
0: right, than exactly. the Damned. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and then you got your clashes and stuff oh, like, yeah, and and, yeah, sure. and like that. But um, I think that. Yeah, I I don't know uh, from from your guys' point of view. I mean, I mean, going back to the Black Album and maybe Machine Gun um, you know, how popular those? Was it like college radio or? you know, um, was the more uh, yeah
2: they they definitely got. Passed over here, right? Except for the, except for you know, never
1: I've, got. I mean, you wouldn't hear them on the radio, except no. like on you know, college radio. And the, a lot of people first heard the Damned from other bands covering them. Like right. I think, um, yeah. out uh, what's that band? That California punk band, um,
2: Offspring. Offspring
1: did, uh, did damn The Damned cover. Uh, oh, I have an interesting. I,
2: I actually heard the Damned as a basically I was like twelve. Or 11 years oh, old there was a this is totally this was not being a cool hip music listener i was visiting my dad in the summer in illinois and we were sitting um at his brother's house i think watching tv and there was a documentary on cbs oh. news talks about talking about this new violent phenomenon punk rock from england
3: documentary uh, i had this doc-
2: with,
0: with any in the hot
2: rods i could it could be, but I just yeah. remember the song "Stab Your Back" because yeah. <laughs> later on, because that—that's what they were playing was "Stab Your Back, Stab that's Your so Back." Funny. Of course, the Rat song. It, well, because it's, it's the most violent sounding song on the record, of it course. Is, right. And so yeah. you know, what else are they gonna play? Right. Yeah. And I, um, years later, when I investigated the Damned, I was like, oh, yeah, there's that song, "Stab Your Back." Right. Right. But the rest, yeah. But yeah. That's, yeah the rest yeah, they, of it's like you know, the, very yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like if, if the band had one, you know, they they needed to find that one song where it was, of you know, extremely violent.
1: Yeah, and yeah, and then that really wasn't the damned. I mean, no. they, even though they did, I mean, they'll always be credited as the first punk single was right. uh,
2: New New Rose. New Rose yeah. which is still
1: uh, such a great uh, it single. It's such a great song. But yeah, they mm-hmm. ended up uh, just morphing into so much more than that.
2: Agreed. And then I'm yeah. sure,
1: and some people didn't, you know, whatever the hardcore punks didn't uh, go along, but. But, uh, they well, there's did... a melodic,
2: the melodicism, melodic element in yeah. there, and um, a dramatic element with Dave Vanian. Oh you God, know?
1: yeah, yeah, right. But uh, I, but and that's something that I love and I respect them because they always did whatever the hell they want, you know. Yeah. And that's you got to respect that, you know. Did yeah,
2: you, totally. You, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming you've seen the uh, documentary, the Damn Doc. That uh, yeah, Dave, yeah,
0: I have. Yeah, um, I have it on DVD. I've watched it a few times. Oh, nice.
1: Um, the, that's great. <laughs>
0: The sad thing about that is, uh, there's, uh, Algie Ward isn't in it, but... Hey, you know, you just got to go with what you've got, really, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So he had to I, of, I don't, I. but I don't think he, 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 they tried to get him involved in it, but I don't, I think he, um, yeah, I no, think he refused it, to be involved. He probably
1: didn't want to be associated with him anymore after that. I don't think no. he left on the best terms. So he was, he was their bass player and, uh, he played with the That's Saints right. too. He was like originally oh. with the oh, Saints. Oh, okay. Okay. But he yeah, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: By this record, yeah, he was replaced by Paul Gray, who okay. was from, Eddie, the aforementioned Eddie and Eddie the Hot and uh, yeah, yeah, and I guess Captain really wanted Paul Gray even before Algy, but uh, Paul Gray couldn't because he was still with Eddie and contractually
2: the obligated. But he
1: eventually, uh, yeah, and he's great. He that's my uh, that's my favorite lineup probably with him as the bass player. But um, yeah, but one thing they're still great live, and but I, I will say this: I was sad when uh, Rat uh left and. And when you watch the documentary, it's really kind of sad. It is. It, 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 yeah, it, is it, it
2: ends on a really down note. That, that documentary.
1: <laughs> it does. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. but he's... I mean, like, I
1: was, go ahead.
2: Go
0: ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, just going to say, like, uh, obviously, obviously, uh, as you you guys well know, that Rat and Captain were, you know, a big um, a big a big part of the band from the period we're talking about right, um you right. know, especially what well, right through from 70 what 70 but especially especially 79 to 82 and you know I, I you know i think rats obviously holds the band dear to his heart yeah but they fell out over stupid things like money and stuff you know yeah. and there's, money, a, there's a lot of money, money and, and, and money
2: and, and women is usually what rock yeah. bands <laughs> <laughs> and oh and sometimes songwriting credits mm and uh, I think, that, what's his name? Uh, um, the best guitar player that was ever in the Rolling Stones. Um, what's his Mick Taylor. Oh, Mick Taylor. Oh, yeah. Mick yeah. Taylor, yeah. yeah. Who probably wrote some of those great riffs oh, that's that, right. that say yeah. Jagger Richards next to them.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah. That happens. That
1: sucks. <laughs> um, yeah, but one thing I was going to also say about Rad is that his... Drumming Whew. is really a big part of the damn and and he had. You remember we were talking with Peter Prescott about some drummer swing. Like Peter, Peter Prescott's a great drummer, but he has a different oh, style. Oh yeah, he's
2: got a very mechanic. Like Rat Scabies is mm. all swing yeah, and yeah, all yeah, like yeah, wild yeah.
1: drumming. And now they're still great live, but any drummer they've had since Rat, I feel like they they copy because you have to Rat style, of course, because you have you to. Two? It's yeah. not the, not the gonna band, work. You know, yeah. yeah, it's not gonna work. That busy, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so much.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think, I think Rat took a lot from John Bonham as well, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, a, there's, there is, there is an album, um, if you guys get a chance to listen to it called Live, uh, Live at, uh, Newcastle, which came out in 1983 and there's uh, the song on that Looking at You which is off Machine Connecticut and there's a drum solo and you would you would oh, swear yeah, it was right. John yeah. Bonham
2: is yep. it the looking at you, is it the MC5 song they're covering yeah. Looking uh, at yeah. You by the MC5 uh, yeah oh. yeah. Okay, yeah
0: okay and, I, I and they just that, break right? it down yeah. in the middle yeah they break it down in the middle and and, and Rat just does this look amazing solo and you <laughs> would is. swear it was John Bonham <laughs>
3: right Yeah.
1: and what the hell kind of punk band ever does a drum solo too you know well, exactly. they, do, they
2: do what they want you know <laughs> that's awesome. yeah, or if you're contractually obligated to play a set of a certain length and your set isn't that length, what are we going to do? Drum solo. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
1: right. Why not, yeah. So you obviously you had the full album. I did, uh, when I bought this album, I I bought the import a, a lot... A lot of, um, you know, obviously me and Barry, uh, through our years, we would buy a lot of imports. You'd always go in the record store, you'd go to the import bin, you know, and see what was there. So I bought the, I got the import one that had the third side with Curtain Call that took up the whole side and then the live stuff on the fourth. But I think eventually a lot of people, they condensed it down to, they just got rid of Curtain Call and they just condensed it into a single record for the U.S. release
0: yeah that's right i think i think well i know that when big beat released the record that that when they re-released the record in 1982 uh it was just a single album yeah that's right right
1: but uh thank god i got the uh you know the uh <laughs> the proper uh version of it with curtain call because that is one of my yeah. all-time favorite songs it's just like amazing um really? wow. it, it is i just i don't know i have a uh just, um, I just remember. You oh know, no, it is,
0: it is a fantastic song, definitely. Yeah. yeah,
1: you know how it is when you're young and you listen to this stuff and you listen to it over and over again. You know, and it just yeah. these songs they they bring you back when you listen to them. Like even now, going through it, obviously I've listened to this album hundreds of times. But yeah, you know when you revisit and listen to it, it takes you back to when you first heard it, and you know,
0: absolutely, yeah. Well, I know. Was, I mean, like I say, I was lucky enough to um, buy the album. On its release in November 1980, and I'm, I'm just lo- looking at the cover here now, and I don't know what the, if there was if you guys got the US release if it was different. You have got the sort of like the cobwebs uh, and the ivy and the, the snail across the bottom, but the, the, the cover artwork is just it, it just reflects the, the it's just the whole thing as a as a as, as a thing is just perfect. It's almost, <laughs> oh yeah, I see it. that.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the cover. And I'm—I believe that was the U.S. cover that has the, uh, that has all the the, um, the, yeah, the ivy and the, <laughs> yeah, the damned.
1: God, it's very gothic. Oh, it's oh yeah. well, this yeah. is
2: the right. This is the uh, what is this? The uh, one of the first.
1: Yeah, well, it's 1980, uh, November 3rd. And Dave Bennion, you could say he's he was the original goth. Because even Certainly. at the when they were punk, he was still wearing his all-black and he would paint his face white. And he was a
2: gravedigger, is that he true? He was, and it, that's true, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, Mark? Yeah, that's true,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not just, uh, uh, obviously his real name isn't Vanian, but it might as well be now. That's well, nobody it knows it. That,
2: that was the great thing about the documentary. It was, they would talk about their <laughs> bickering and their infighting and blah, blah, blah. And then they said Dave Vanian, they n- didn't know anything about him. He would just show up yeah, and then he would mystery. leave. <laughs> which was probably, b- probably worked out well for Dave and for them because, you know. Probably. <clears throat> Alright, so let's
1: get into this record already. Let's start listening. It, it opens up with a bang. One of the, one of the great opening uh, songs on a record for me. Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's so good. Let's listen to Wait for the Blackout.
2: He's talking about yeah, the blackout um, for the like uh, from uh, like World War Two, right? This is he's he's referencing is when you would after dark everything would curtains
1: have, drawn,
0: everything, yeah, right, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think right.
0: Yeah, I, ne- I never saw that actually, but that's a, that's a really good point actually. Yeah, I never saw that. It's got to be. I mean,
2: he may not have talked about it, but let's wait for the blackout. I just we've watched enough being in quarantine for months and months. We've watched um, yeah. <laughs> what's. Uh, Susan, what's the name of... The, Inspector... Oh, God, the British detective show, World War Two. What's the detective, oh. World War II detective? Foil. De- uh, Foil's War. You ever watch Foil? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we got very familiar with England, at least as it's presented in Foil's War during World <laughs> War Two.
1: So, Mark, at this time, were you... What other bands were you listening to? Were you more of a punk, were you like a punk fan or did you listen to all different kinds of music? Cause I'm, I'm wondering what you thought of the band, the dams like transition from, you know, from, from the first out from damn, damn, damned and machine etiquette to, to this.
0: Well, that's a really good question because, um, I, 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 pref- I didn't really like the first two albums personally. Um, uh, okay. I mean, okay. I mean, I, 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 I how can I can say, I, 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 the first album's great. Music for Pleasure, I've bought recently and I find it hard to get into. It's
2: not yet. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's not that good. It's, it's well known to Mich- be a
0: bad second record. Yeah, Mich- Machine Genetica was great. I loved it. And, uh, you know, the whole album was great. And then, so for me, I was hooked really from, you know, from there on. And, you know, uh, like you say, from this album. And what are the bands? Again, I come from sort of probably the Stranglers background, so, yeah. you know, maybe a bit of, bit of keyboards. Um, yeah, right. I, I, I did also like, um, around this time as well, I was also, you know, I was 15, so I was growing up with that, the second wave of punk as well, yeah. so the bands like, uh, I, I guess, like, uh, you know, discharge and buy squad, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I did. I did buy those records at the time, and um, but I also, you know, I had no problem. I had no problem with, with the black album at all. Um, and from, you know, it's it's funny in hindsight thinking, you know, a fifteen-year-old would like this, and I can't <laughs> imagine a fifteen-year-old boy now liking listening to this music and you know enjoying it i mean it's crazy but uh yeah yeah um stranglers damned um probably the uk subs as well probably around that time they were the three strongest bands for me, yeah, yeah, right,
1: right. But yeah, this is this much like the Stranglers, the thing. I think I, I, I hate to sound elitist, but I feel like you're in, if you have to be a little more intelligent to appreciate the fact that it's not all the same, same like yeah, yeah. from one song to the next. Yeah, you know, they're yeah, doing yeah. different things, things. But if it's all great, it's all great. You know. Yeah.
2: Well, we did. Um, yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah.
2: We did, you know, Black and White was, uh, that may have been the last episode that Rob and I just did together, just he and I talking about an album. And we both, you know, that's my favorite Stranglers record. I know it's not everybody's favorite Stranglers record, but for me, that was such a great, um, all the experimentation that's going on, the fact that they had to, you know, they had to come up with the songs uh, so
1: it's weird it's weird it's Fantastic. a weird record yeah. but it's but it's
2: got some yeah. you know Toiler on the Sea and, and you know a Tank and and just uh, nice and sleazy it
3: just
2: I could I could talk about that album for another hour yeah
0: yeah, yeah I, me too I mean the, the the thing about like what was happening with bands now the, you know, bands that come from 77 to 80 I mean the Men in Black album uh, just to, to quote the band we're just talking about You know, that that album, I know you guys have mentioned talking about it, but, you know, The Damned and The Stranglers, I think the time, possibly more than The Clash even, you know, out out of the 77 crew, were really sort of forging a different sort of way forward, you know? Um, Well, I'd say, um, I mean, The
2: Clash definitely had their eye on a much bigger spectrum Picture as far as popularity, yeah. and you know they definitely were um, knew how to capitalize on their um, uh, not their Britishness, but their their outlook and their um, you know their presentation of these ideas, so that it, yeah. it, they, they were you know it it, it gave them a, an opening here in the United States because mm-hmm. it was it. Frankly, the same. It's the it's the Kinks Beatles problem. Why were the Beatles yeah, yeah. always more oh, right, more right. popular? It's because the yeah. Kinks had a had a had a unique British outlook, and it didn't translate as well. The Beatles had a much more, and they were frankly more ambitious about being right, exactly. you know yeah. successfully in the United States.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, going back to this opening track, I mean, I can't believe this was never issued as a single. I know. At the, at it's insane.
1: It's an incredible it, it's single. So, it's so catchy. That riff is just like oh. so great.
0: Yeah. It was, it was issued, though, in, uh, on Big Beat in uh, 1982. Um, but obviously, that was like a smaller label. Oh, okay. And so, you know, but at the time, I think in 90, that, that, this should have been one of the singles off the, off the record, definitely. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. It's so, an yeah. incredible yeah. song. Yeah. It is.
1: Uh, and, it's, uh, and I love, uh, do you, did you ever consider this album a concept album, Mark?
0: Yeah, I think, I think it is a concept. Right. Well, I mean, well, to, to a degree, I mean, some of the songs are sort of linked a little bit, but which we can talk about in a bit. But, I don't know that uh, there's
2: an overarching intellectual concept, but... It feels like they're trying to present a concept album yeah, because when you the listen. The first
1: four songs sort of run into each other. They yeah. have little outros and yeah. little yeah. musical intros that go into it. So let's listen to that. That's the, right. The, yeah. The yeah. intro I- from Wait for the Blackout goes, uh, there's a little thing that goes right into the next song, which is also another awesome. Lively song. Arts. Let's listen to a little yeah. bit of Lively Arts. So Mark, who is that playing synth
0: in this? You know, I think it was probably Sensible, Captain well, Sensible. Captain
1: Sensible uh, plays a lot of keyboards in this, but this is in a couple of songs they have Hans Zimmer. That guy Hans Zimmer is playing. Yeah,
0: who produced the History of the World single, yeah. Yes,
1: and he was a, like a German film score composer. But he's <laughs> he was that's on a right, damn that's record right. with a name like Hans yeah, Zimmer. Yeah. How could
0: that be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, on, on the back of the album, he's not credited with it, but um, he could have he done it, I guess. So, you know, that's he a said, good point. He,
1: yeah, yeah. And in, in the one I had, it does say there's two things he definitely played synth on, and this is one of them. The, 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 the oh, cool, it. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: there's yeah. lo- there's lots of rock and roll records that have uncredited people on them for a specific reason, right? Yes. Yeah. Usually, it's a dr- drug-addled guitar player is uh, <laughs> is um yeah.
1: So, um. All right. So they're talking. Well, what's he that- talking about? Uh, take a look outside. Those lively arts are on the slide, and culture is just a bore when you're angry, young and angry, poor. Angry, young and
0: poor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. The- the 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 concept of the song. I'm not sure. I mean, the Lively Arts was a TV show which was broadcast in the UK in the oh, late 60s. Okay, I didn't not know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I don't know, and it was uh, so it's it's difficult to sort of. I, but it sounds to me almost like it could be like a student, like lying in bed and not getting it. I don't know. It's it, it's a di- it's a difficult one.
1: Well, it's got a little bit of that lazy slacker, dead end punk uh, yeah, in the sure. lyrics, but the music doesn't sound no. like that at all because it kind of soars. And know? it's
2: also got yeah the the synthesizer in it definitely. Puts it in the category of almost what we would call in the U.S. here called new wave, right? Which was yeah. you know come That's up fantastic. up and coming in 1979, 1980. Um, it's a little bit actually. It's interesting once the intro starts and then uh, then the synthesizers come in. It's a little you like oh oh there's some synthesizers. That's right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it Takes
1: it in a whole <laughs> different
2: the, direction. Where'd that
0: come from? Yep. Again, there, there's the band again, sort of like sort of like flying the flag, sort of like opening up and. You know, and the other thing that's interesting about this song as well is the drum. The drums, as well, is like, um, yeah. it's very, it doesn't sound like rap playing. It almost sounds like it could be a programmed drum it track. Does. It's hard to
2: say. <laughs> it does. It's the way they're EQ'd. They're EQ'd differently so that it does sound like a, I, I would imagine it's probably rat playing, but they it has a totally different drum sound than the first song. So the first, you yeah. know, Wait for the Blackout has a classic rock drum sound, and then you get yeah. this, and they're definitely trying. something oh let's try this let's try that you know
1: they ended up self-producing this this is them because they didn't i guess right right, yeah because uh,
0: i guess the the kings of reverb yeah (laughs) that's what they call themselves yeah that's that's great that's great yeah but they did a great job i think yeah oh yeah definitely yeah that's it's yeah
2: I'd be curious to know, was there someone who started off as a producer and, and well, ended up leaving? You or? know who
0: produced the first two, uh,
3: record?
1: I think the first two. Nick, Nick Lowe? Nick Lowe, yeah. Right. Well, Nick Lowe, I, yeah. You know, but he couldn't stand them.
2: Well, <laughs> you know, Nick has they're his hard. own I, set of... Uh, uh, yeah, but I'm
1: sure they're not the easiest guys. Oh my especially God. then, when they're in their 20s. Yeah,
2: well, watch the documentary and you get an idea of what yeah, it would be yeah, like dealing yeah. with, you know... Um, like a group of school uh, school children, yes, you know, on, exactly. on, a, on a, a field trip, <laughs> um, drunken I, field trip. All right,
1: so now we get uh, Captain gets to sing a song. Uh, it had been soon, uh, yeah, pretty soon after this, like in '82, I guess we had mentioned he scored, he, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. He had a number one hit, and this that was huge, right, Mark? That yeah. song,
0: "Happy yeah, Talk," was huge. It that that for me i mean the the, the thing about that was like it, i i didn't actually mind the song and i bought the album and right. i mean the, the, the thing about sensible as well is like um i mean i i mean when he left the band um he's released some really good solo albums through like the 80s and 90s yeah um and they're worth checking out um you know they're, they're, there's a lot of different styles in there and well, yeah. I, well um, no, actually, let me say. Then they're probably they're probably all like psychedelic styles. Yes, you know? Psychedelic yeah, they psychedelic. Yes. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I have
1: one. live at the milk. Club. Which one is it? Live at the at the milk club or the milk bar? Oh, the Milky Way. The Milky Way. Love oh, the Milky yes. Way. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's a live
0: album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's an in, that's an interesting. That that's a good good starter. Yeah, definitely. It is good. Yeah. Um. So this this is I think this is the first song that um Captain Sensible actually um. Sing solo um, with uh, you know, or takes the main vocal, right? Well, uh, with the, the dam. just the to
2: dams. just to lead into this song. Last week's album, which was uh, or two weeks ago now, it's a King Crimson record, and uh, Robert Fripp would sit in with the Damned, which you think mm-hmm. would be you hard to imagine, yes. right? <laughs>
3: Robert yeah, Fripp would he would, he would
2: play, sit behind the curtain and play guitar with the Damned. Um, did we yeah. mention
1: that? I forgot. I guess, did we mention that? No, then? that didn't That's come up. That's awesome. No. <laughs> I and didn't know that. He
2: tells a story about watching the damned play live and see, it must have been during the period where Sensible was still playing bass. He said, Sensible took off his bass and got on top of his bass amp and took down his pants and took a shit right on top of the bass oh amp.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> oh, man.
2: And Robert asked him, Captain... Why did you do that? And he said, "I had to take a shit." <laughs> wow,
3: that's all. <laughs> and
2: uh, who knows how many times Robert why- played with them after that? I know.
3: <laughs> I can't
1: imagine why, uh, Nicola. What the problem, Nicola? Had with all right, let's listen to the Captain song. Third song. Let's listen to "Silly Kid Games."
4: I just want my fortune now I don't care where or when or how I don't want the dustbin or the cuddly toy I'm going for the jackpot boy oh boy oh boy See me on the box, see me wearing lots of blue. oh no, yeah Silly kids, games, batting cash off that on cool no, i yeah. got the replies to all the questions there's just one thing that I should mention When I win all the loot, don't you have no fear I'm gonna take my holes in Cambodia, yeah
5: See me on the box, see me win lots of blue oh yeah Silly kids games, grabbing cash on that, i oh, yeah whoa, 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 whoa.
2: overt pop territory yeah. where he's it's all pulling out all the stops right. you get the pretty acoustic guitars you got a lot of you know layered vocals and then you get this beach boys breakdown yeah it's it, great it's great. it is yeah now, Mark, yeah
1: that's, you,
0: that's a really good part yeah what,
1: what did you think of this like when you're obviously a young kid get, you're
0: like not expecting this right uh what well, not yeah i was 15 i, I always love this song absolutely no, i love no. the way that yeah i love the way that live arts goes into it and stuff um and, and you know um i mean this song's about um game shows in I, england right and, i think so yeah and you can win i mean he says in the lyrics something about going to camper you know with his money of these one and stuff <laughs> right and uh, you know uh, and I think, um, yeah, I just think it's like, uh, it's, you know, taking the piss a little bit out of just game, you know, game That's shows, it. which right, we used to, right. we, I mean, I know in the US there was, you know, all around the world we've had loads of game shows. Oh, and, still. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Price is right. Yeah, still on. Yeah. 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 Where the, the price is that's right, yeah, yeah. And I guess he's just that that's just uh you know it's just taking the piss out of like um game shows. I think that's that what, what, what silly kids games no, is about. No, there's really. no
2: there's no hidden agenda. It's just having a yeah, just
0: <laughs> I don't but it's, clever, think so. but it's all
1: very clever though. It's very yeah, clever, yeah. the wording's yeah, clever. It is. Well and,
2: yeah, uh, the captain definitely sort of throws down the gauntlet oh this is what i'm capable of this is you yeah know, oh, just if anyone had any questions about my musical skills yeah here we go
1: well he, he's an oh, yeah. him? he's an entertainer he's like a born entertainer exactly he, he wants yeah. to entertain you and it says it's 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 been a pleasure. Thanks a million. I hope you like the show. La la la. la. <laughs> right. And that's yeah. great. That's the yeah. captain
0: right there. You yeah.
3: Know? Yeah.
0: I mean, I mean, I, I know, I know, on, on that, on the, on this album, I mean, all, all songs are credit to all band members. But yes. Yes. This is this is definitely a sensible uh, song. you Yeah. Know? yeah. Even you though it's crazy. Yeah, you oh, could tell God, yeah, which absolutely. ones were, were
1: Dave's and which ones were Captain. Yeah, yeah you could kind of tell. Um, absolutely, I agree. So this, ne- so then, like we said, it's sort of a concept. That, that You get this really pretty piano, which is the Captain. Like I said, the Captain is, is a great musician, and he yeah. plays a lot of the piano on this record. And there's a very yeah. pretty piano, and then you transition into a song that sounds more like, um, uh, you know, like something that could have been Throwback, on the, three, the previous three, three years, yeah. three years
2: previous, So yeah, let's just sure. do a little
1: bit yeah. of drinking about my baby.
2: Pretty pretty straight up hard rock punk song. With I'm going to mention though, I did hear off in the left channel some twelve string guitar um, yes. accents Sweet. just sort of thrown in there, way off in the left, just to uh, <clears throat> sweeten the pot a little bit. Do
1: you know who's playing that? Do you know who's playing that twelve string no, guitar? Don't know. Rat Scabies. Oh.
2: So there I have a feeling no this way. could be this could Maybe be more a rat, like a rat song. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
1: credited with playing the 12 uh, string guitar in this song. So <coughs> there you go.
0: That, that's amazing. Isn't um, that? <laughs> yeah. I think I think this is um this is a song that Paul bought in from the Hot Rods as well. I think uh, uh, to a uh, degree. Okay. That
2: makes sense. It yeah. does make sense.
0: I think yeah, I think I it's think it was more part, a, yeah.
2: it's got more of a, a pub rock feel yeah. to yeah. it than, yeah. than a typical damn song.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, l- lyrically, I mean, it's quite sort of it's it's quite sort of standard. Uh, I think, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. but
1: I have a question about the lyrics because I was reading the lyrics and I noticed something. Yeah, I feel like the final verse could be a nod to Lemmy, who played bass with them for a while. Lemmy played played bass with the Dam for like three times, and it says, "I can see just where I am sitting in a lonely bar." One Armed Bandits, friend oh, of yours, yeah, keep yeah, asking yeah. where you are. Oh, yeah. You know, you think Lemmy's sitting there? Remember, he used Ma- to sit at the yeah. the ba- in front the band? Maybe the baby they're seat.
2: talking about is Lemmy. Maybe he misses having <laughs> Lemmy in the band.
1: That's just, I just picked <laughs> that up. Yeah, the yeah, One Armed Bandits imagine. definitely,
2: definitely <laughs> uh, Lemmy's. Well, I can uh, see
1: I blew both your minds so much <laughs> with that. So, this is a good point to take a little break. Let's take a break. We will uh, refinish, uh, refill our coffee cups. I don't know, Mark, you're. you're you're much ahead in time, so it's a it's an evening. Sunday yeah. What evening are you beer.
2: What are you drinking on Sunday night?
0: I'm just drinking a Holston Pils at the moment. Sounds <clears throat> good. Perfect. Just a, fi- a fine German beer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. So we'll <laughs> be back uh, more with uh,
1: we're talking to our friend Mark Williams. We're talking about the damn the Black Album. We'll be back in a minute.
0: If you don't have a go a plumber, you don't say, oh, hold on a minute, you're doing you're doing that plumbing to you're make, make money. money. You bastard. bastard. Yeah, you I've, su- I've sussed you out. You, you bastard. Ball. You dormant bastard. You're already yes. doing that for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, you cameraman. You're, you're making money out of it. You're making money you're out of it. Hold on. You're, you're, you're fascist Yeah, disgusting. We've sussed you out, redhead. Just because you're in a group don't mean you don't have to pay rent of Sorry. phone bills, you, you me, have you to eat, it, uh... you have to drink beer, yeah, you <laughs> have to, <laughs> oh, god, the, I mean, the amount of beer you have to
4: drink is... Oh, it's outrageous! They force it down in Have you seen my cocaine bill this month? <laughs> <laughs>
5: Is This Tomorrow is a fully loaded high intensity blast of demon sperm. And one other thing that I can't remember. No, I have not been drinking in the last five minutes anyway. Every week Is This Tomorrow? Available at is this tomorrow dot com. Brings you eight panels of raucous fun. Featuring crazy characters doing ridiculous things, which might reflect in some measure the dire circumstances facing the good old U.S. of A. Is This Tomorrow is the sponsor of that Record Got Me High podcast, and we are especially grateful to Woody and Kelly, because otherwise we'd have to insert some jive about a product we, and you, care nothing about whatsoever so do us a solid and visit our pals at is this tomorrow dot com you'll be glad you did
1: I Barry was away from here, but uh, Mark was uh, telling us you he, he played with um, Nikki sudden from uh, Small oh, maps. maps. Yes, how yeah, did I not yeah, yeah. know that? Because we're a, because we have we have a lot going on. We do. Um,
0: I, didn't, I didn't play. I didn't play with the Small Maps. I just played no, with no, Nikki Sutton. I understand. Sudden I understand. The, I, yeah, yeah, the, yeah the Jacobites, the solo stuff. Yeah, you're the drummer. So, on yeah, that? we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played with the band from. Um, I mean, we, did, we did American tour in nineteen March nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, we did many European tours. We did four albums. Yeah, and, of um, course. Those were, you, you know, know, unfortunately, Nikki's passed. Well, Nikki I, passed I, I away realize, in New yeah, York in two
2: thousand
0: and six. Yeah. But yeah, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Um,
2: I, li- I actually went through a period. After we did the swell maps episode of d- digging around and listening to Nicky Sudden uh, and epic soundtracks and Jacobites and that stuff. Um, mm. and yeah, it's very Stonesy. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I had no idea you were. Yeah, let's definitely do that. Let's, so uh, after we get done with we this, we confuse
1: we'll... our, our British, all our British people. We confuse as they're all yeah, the same. they are all the same. No,
0: <laughs> same. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah. There's a there was a couple of videos on YouTube as well, so yeah, nah, you know, I'm you sure I, find... I'm sure that I
2: watched those for sure. Nice.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, Nick Nick, Nick Nicky hooked up with like, I mean, he, he did that album. He did the, an album called The Jewel Thief in 1992. with Peter Buck as well. Oh Which right. I don't know if you guys are aware of. Yeah.
1: Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. With the so did he end up? He ended up moving to
0: uh, the US, Seattle, right? Right. He lived in Seattle. So? Uh no, no, Nikki lived in Berlin for a lot actually in Germany. Ah, oh, so how, um, how did he hook up with Peter? How did he hook up with Peter Buck? He, yeah, I mean Nikki got he, he got his fingers in so many pies. I mean, he, he, I mean like. <laughs> And we heard stories that like Michael Stipe didn't like him, but Peter Buck sort of like he stayed around Peter Buck's house because him and Peter Buck really like the same sort of music. I mean, but they go they go really deep into sort of stuff and whatever, probably deeper than I would go into.
1: Well, yeah, Peter Buck was a total. That's I've heard that about him that he's a total music freak. He used to work in a, in, yeah. in a record store and he, he was like Watch yeah. Tree in Athens. We are back. This is that record got me high. We're talking to Mark Williams all the way over in Birmingham. And oh, Barry, you know I should say welcome to all our new listeners, our um, uh, King Crimson fan (laughs) listeners that I'm sure they're
2: not gonna. This is a <laughs> the
1: people that that love me and Barry so much.
2: Yeah, wild. Ge- <laughs> this podcast is about wild gear shifts from week to week, <laughs> right? based on. Uh, uh,
1: but I'm sure uh, there's probably a few. Yeah, of we'll, we'll have some carryover.
2: Welcome to the new. Any new listeners who have uh, yes, uh stumbled upon us.
1: Uh, but not the haters. You guys can go to hell. <laughs> all right, so we're up to song five. This is the this is the early, more early goth, which you know I don't even think was the was goth There's around. No, was there
2: a word? There, it wasn't a, even a word then.
1: Do you remember that when you first like heard that they you know bands referred to as goth? Mark. Well, they're all. This is
2: all Alice Cooper, Killers record. They everybody, uh-huh. all these guys, Susie, The oh, Damned, right, yeah, they yeah. all listen to Killers, and it's got that. In, it, it, that was the first goth record was Killers by or Killer by uh, Alice Cooper
0: and so yeah I think I, that's think that's, that's a really good point I mean I, I would I would just say it from the UK scene um, I, I knew we'd probably touch on the goth thing actually with this album um, I know Bauhaus had obviously touched on it um, oh, yeah. early on in 79 with Bella Lugosi and in the flat field yeah. but, so they did they did predate the damned a little bit on this mm. and then as you say I can't think of many other bands though and then obviously Susie yeah and the band She's probably with Juju I wouldn't right. say with Kaleidoscope no not quite but, no but but Juju maybe um, but that was after this album so only probably Barthouse mm, I can't think of anybody else no. in the UK yeah right but uh, but this was him. This is Dave Vanian.
1: I mean, he loved horror movies, and, and uh, you know, um, and this this song is is about like a murder, like some you know sure. some kind of dark black and white murder uh, murder mystery. So, yeah. So let's listen to a little bit of twisted nerve. i Tempo and everything. That's it, awesome. it, yeah, yeah. But
2: uh, the more I l- listen to that and, and hear, the more I realize that that how much that one Alice Cooper record, like the song, you know, <laughs> "Dead Babies," it just yeah. was sort of the. It just like sort of made all of this possible. It's like, oh, we get yeah. it. it's got a it could be it's got super a, theatrical. It's, it's got a sinister riff, yes. and it's got you know, um, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean I think the, the 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 narrative comes from the um as a film that Dave must have loved um which I did check out on YouTube. I, I don't know, it could be completely sort of coincidental. But there was a 1968 film with uh, Hugh Bennington and Hayley Mills where um uh, there's a, he plays a a guy who um is in love with a girl and if anybody gets um uh, how can you say like in the way they get killed oh, and that's okay. the film twisted nerve. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. so I, I'm Good. guessing that's what, and sure. the, the oh, line, yeah. you know, uh, the, the, uh, what's the line, um, looking in the mirror, seeing the killer's face. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. thinking like Hugh or Benny would be looking in the mirror, seeing him seeing the killer himself. So I'm
2: looking yeah. at the synopsis for the movie.
1: Um, yeah, it might be. Yeah. Oh, that, I didn't even realize that. I didn't think that that would be an. Actual oh, sure, film, but
0: that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, Especially with Vanium, it, you know, being a big. I mean, I, I'm a big Hammer fan anyway, and so I, I can sort of like see, you know, from you know that there was a lot of those great films made in the sixties um, and seventies in the UK and. Um, you know, I can see where he's coming from on that one. Really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. He, all right. The final, pa- them, the yeah. final
2: paragraph. The police arrive at Susan's house, where they finally <laughs> subdue and arrest Martin. Just when he appears that he's going to kill her, they burst into Susan's room as three shots are heard. But Martin had fired at his reflection in the mirror. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's all explained. The killer's face. The <laughs>
1: That's it. <laughs> All right, so now we go from that into a great song. This next one definitely could have fit on a machine gun etiquette for sure. Um, Mm. Oh, but I love this song, and I love the captain's uh, guitar sound on Mm. this. Uh, Let's listen to Hit or
3: Miss.
2: just looking for a kiss uh just like a new york doll's looking for a kiss
0: oh yeah that's right that's right
1: <laughs>
2: all those little things that get picked up along the way
1: yep
0: yeah again i think this is um another paul gray one from the hot rods um i'm just quoting from the um the biography and paul mentions he just says um they used to play, the, it's an old Hot Rod song, uh-huh. uh, but they used to play the Stones, you feel. Oh, The dam just sped it up t- um, ten times. <laughs> yeah, right. That makes
1: sense. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know.
2: <laughs> they turned it into a damn song, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Machine no, I think so, yeah.
1: And, of course, the dam but, being the dam at the end, uh, they say another shitter piss. Uh, end, of course. <laughs> a couple of times. Yeah,
3: of course. <laughs>
0: But, um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great song. Uh, again, again, I think it's a big Paul influence on that one as well. Uh, you come into the band, obviously, and, uh, you know, he was filling big shoes after Algie left, I must admit. But, you know, the, the one thing about this album as well, which I, I really love, and um, I don't know what you guys think about it, is, um, you know, the, the Rick Rickenbacker sound that Paul has on it. Um, it's just got that really gritty sort of like down... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. His of, sound's great uh, on it. yeah. yeah we'll hear it more on the next track on Dr Jekyll oh, uh, you
2: know I, lo- I love this track
0: this Oh is I love this
1: too yeah. this this I feel like is Dave's show Dave Vanian showcase yeah, totally. song Yeah, well, cuz yeah. it's theatrical and evocative Totally, yeah. Let's listen, this, this starts side 2 let's us new Dr Jekyll and Mr
2: intro simultaneously combines again go back to alice cooper killer record something like death the song like desperado i think has that intro and then (laughs) and then those 12 string guitar chords are right off zeppelin it's got it's got that classic you know they're definitely they pay attention to a lot of things um classic rock they're not um they're uh, um.
1: They're not afraid to reach no. back to the sixties right? or the seventies
2: yeah. and, and grab something that grab something that uh, fits the bill. It's just it's a really beautiful. And then the transition from the intro into the song itself, it's you know it just it the the it provides this great sort of like the curtains opening for this character, you know, dramatic Dave Vanian character, you know, Doctor Jekyll and
3: Mister. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, th- I think um, that's one of the things that The Damned really took on there. They really twisted the punk thing and said, you know, the whole thing about punk was like, you know, you, you should be able to do whatever you want to do. Right. And uh, like, that's exactly what The Dam did with this album, especially this track and Curtain Call. Yeah. Uh, well, that... Da- that it was Dave or the rest of the band, but, you know, as a, as a, well, it sounds a, like they're all, on, it
2: sounds like a group effort. It sounds like they're, they're all on board. board. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yeah. 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 I think so. Definitely. Like, yeah. At, like, yeah. But as you so. know, this
2: punk started off being, um, you should do what you want to do. And then, it became more and more rigid where it became, oh, that's not punk or that's not because that's how people tend to do things. They want things to be categorized easily. Yeah, and
1: unfortunately, it became very rigid for a while. And yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm not a fan of that, just a yeah. straight ahead hardcore punk. It's just not because it just gets boring right. very quickly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so but- just to answer Rob to 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 answer again Rob on like, silly kids games I mean again an- another another song for a 15 year old I just loved it I just thought it was a great song and um um there was a they did a TV appearance uh of um around this time and um oh, lot like, comes on stage and stuff it was a show on, uh, it was on, on, on BBC uh TV and uh he comes on, st- it, 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 it's just like great. And they, they do this and hit and miss. And so like they do this really sort of like really lovely like lit sort of um, hmm. appearance with doing Dr. Jekyll. And then they do hit <laughs> and miss and all the punks are on the stage and stuff and everyone's going mad. And
2: Is that on YouTube somewhere? Do you know?
0: I think you, can, I think you can find it on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. I've got uh, it I've on never seen it. i got to look yeah, for check that. Check out. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he, he, check he, it out.
1: He's such a great frontman, And the thing is He's still great And he still sounds great too Dave yeah. I mean he I does, think he sounds yeah. as good as ever But um Yeah, yeah. He's just he's, he's just He's so great And I feel like This This is him Because uh Jekyll and Hyde Because I think He's also very I mean He's a family man He's married to uh, Patricia Morrison Who played ba- Who for, played in uh, a Gun Club oh, and yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Bags But she And she played bass With the Dam For many years But now uh, She's sort of retired from that But yeah He's still married they, they they have a daughter, and uh, but he's so he's got this definitely these dual people, you know, Doctor Jekyll. And he gets Mr. to be
2: he gets to be yeah. Uh, my
1: my clothes will impress you, and my claws will undress you. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't mention there's some great there's some there's some trumpet in this, and also in uh, Twisted Nerve yeah. there was some trumpet, which is great, you know. It,
0: it adds yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, definitely.
1: So now we get a banger, another banger that's also really catchy. Uh, And uh, some deceptively sophisticated lyrics, I think, in this one. Let's listen to you Sick (laughs) sick of this and that.
2: He's sick of? Yeah. He's sick
1: of yeah, he's just sick of you. He's sick of everything. <laughs> sick of the But then he says, Yeah, it's like this. It's kinda like I'm sick of the government, I'm sick of the police. But then he goes, I can recall a strange event. I give you nothing with my compliments. A discontent that efference and emptiness and nothingness that's heaven sent. So listen, that's pretty uh you know, those are pretty great lyrics.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I think this is probably um it's a great song, don't get me wrong, but it's probably the one that's um, I would say probably one of the maybe maybe the weakest track on yeah, the album. I'll give you, I'll, but it's, I'll, still, I'll brilliant. You that. it's yeah. still brilliant. It's still brilliant. <laughs> it's still
1: brilliant because it is because yeah, this this record yeah from from beginning to end is great. Um, but that's yeah, yeah. okay. You're you're allowed, Mark. You're allowed to not like a song as much as that. <laughs> well, it's a big record. There's a lot of. They had a I lot still of. A did they start off
2: to make a double album with the Black Album, or did it just end up being a double album because they had so much material? Well,
1: it basically, curtain. It was curtain call that made it the, the the double album because that took up a whole side. Oh, so uh, okay, side okay, yeah. yeah, all right, um, all right. But now, so now we get to the song. This this to me is one of, one of my all time favorite damn songs. And, um, right? Uh, I I just, I I love this. And I feel like this song to me is like uh, Beach Boy's Good Vibrations or the Beatles' uh, Golden Slumbers type thing. This to me is like that, like a little mini symphony, you know? Three minute 45. Let's listen to a little bit of the history of the world.
4: Survive. So I fell and you just left. You think that I can stand to see me trip this way. You think I'm secondhand. I have seen it. There's no more left Talking cheap How many lines Sustain a single breath Adam, John, Zorro, Take them with A pinch of salt Sad about tomorrow Sorry But it's not my fault While they were shooting at the moon Somebody put to know I heard But what History of the world Some said to me, why'd you play so loud? What walk, 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 you want from me, you run the crowd Miles of Rick. Now
2: for me, this song has some things that would become so cliched in '80s rock and roll that I find it hard to to put those things at the the because it, production wise it's such like you go from sick of this and that to this song and this song has those drums the new wave drums and it has the keyboards that are that would reappear in songs by um, like bands like foreigner and journey and they
1: sort of i hate to put that on them do you say that i I hate to put that on them (laughs) what do you say mark
0: what do you say mark do you you agree with barry well yeah i mean i can sort of see that um for me i I, don't think it's their fault i think they were (laughs) i think they were
2: coming up with this stuff (laughs) right right
0: I right Yeah, I mean, for for me personally, I mean, obviously Hans Zimmer produced this record. It was like the one record that wasn't produced by the Kings of Reverb. So this is the only track on the album. And it was, in fact, it's the only single on the album uh, that was released as well. So... um, This is the only
2: song they released as a
0: single? At at the time, in 1980, this was the only... And there's a little (laughs) bit of a back... There was a bit of a backstory to this, because, like... um, I think Chiswick were, were hoping the band would like recoup some money after you know doing the the black album and stuff, and <clears throat> and unfortunately, um, they Chiswick dropped the band uh, after the um, what's that record? The uh, ain't No there ain't Santa Claus, uh, which came out in November, November 1981, um, November 1980, sorry, and. And basically, Chiswick said that like the the band owed them forty thousand um, pounds, which of so, course the
2: band did not have. I'm sure they
0: did not have. No. And Chiswick offered them. They said like if you want to pay, if you want to do one more album with us, um, you can do it, and um, then we'll sort of like, relinquish all the all the all the monies and stuff. But um, apparently, Sensible said like he didn't want nothing to do to do with Chiswick. And then that that, that 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 turned into a lot of like um, bad like negotiations yeah. and yeah. Um, things. That I'm, but as as for history of the world, um, I, I do see what you're saying, Barry. Um, but. I've got to agree with Rob. There's something about this record that's just so brilliant. It should have been a massive hit, and it should I, yeah, have like, I
2: think so, right? Well, it's majestic. Yeah. It's it's bigger than. It's big production. It's big. Uh, when, this
1: is them going for it. Going like, for it. Going yeah. for it all the way. But you know, it's funny yeah. you say that, Barry, because obviously someone else agreed with me. Because there's a there's a review of this that's horrible. That a reviewer in Smash Hits magazine, David Hepworth, wrote. Uh about this. Uh, The dam seem to be making overtures to the mainstream, knocking timidly on the door of daytime radio and and asking to be let in. (laughs) With keyboards to the fore instead of the usual guitars, this is not unlike the kind of half-baked effort you'd expect (laughs) from... Super tramp. <laughs> if, if, if they were trying to grab a bit of new wave credibility, and like I couldn't disagree more. But yeah. obviously, yeah. So yeah. But I, I just I, this, this song just always, man. I just I, I love it so much, and I remember just listening yeah. to it over and I over just, again. For
2: me, this song stands. It just sort of stands out on the album in the way that it oh, yeah. sounds so different than the rest of the record is that it does sound like an 80s pop single and whether yeah. they were doing that consciously or whether they were just doing what they do and came up with this right. i don't know but um th- well it's it zimmer
0: they say it's han zimmer produced by and the job. So I guess, though, I guess Chiswick were probably trying to yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, get yeah, a hit yeah, yeah. signal out the band. Yeah, yeah. So. I
1: guess so. I'm imagining that didn't happen. I guess it, 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 really not
0: you know, Mark probably, yeah, not.
3: Right? reached number
1: 51 in
3: the charts. Oh, 51, and
1: dropped out, so. yeah, okay. no, yeah, Did, the, it didn't set the world on fire. No, um, oh, yeah, I just love it. And I never, I don't even understand. Like, do you know what do you make of the lyrics? Like, Mark, do you know kind of like what yeah. it's about?
0: I was scared
1: you were going to ask me this actually because I have got n- absolutely no idea. I know cause it's chat, very uh, it's all right. Yeah, it's very uh esoteric <laughs> and I, I some of it I think maybe something like condensing sort of the history of them the damn because especially when they say someone said to me why do you play, so, do you play loud? so loud? Yeah, what do you want from me? You corrupt the crowd. Miles of yeah, print. It could be. Yeah, yeah, miles of print you you think we thought of nothing else. There's more important things than ink and
3: Decibels,
1: yeah. yeah. So maybe that's sort of they're talking about their own uh detractors and them. So because- who
2: do you think? Who wrote these lyrics? I think it's Vanian. Is this sensible? Who wrote this? Um, Any guesses?
0: Yeah, we really. damn Damnedek first
2: Oh,
0: I would possibly say it's a it's a it's a Vanian lyric personally, but I, I, I okay. you know, all right
1: yeah you can't
2: say
0: i mean yeah okay
1: but yeah this is still one of my favorites and then it goes into another uh song that i really like and this this obviously is a dave vanian one because this song uh supposedly him and uh the captain worked on it all all night in like an all night session uh and finished it at like 6 a.m just as the sun was coming up Uh, and it Uh pays and it pays tribute to the 1971 film which i remember very well the Abominable Dr. Fives. Dr.
0: Fives.
1: Yes, oh, okay. which I remember for sure. So this is 13th floor Vendetta.
0: Theatrical, very At- theatrical, atmospheric. Soundtrack, atmospheric soundtrack, yes. Yeah, yeah. Would, yeah. It's a great song. It's a, it, it is a great song. This is, I mean, um, as, as, as Rob said, it's the, you know paying tribute to the Vincent Price film from 1971. Um, there's just lots of like nice special effects on this. Is it there, just gives
2: is the. A, I have to ask Mark because you, you'll know this. Is there uh-huh. the same is there the same a superstition about the 13th floor in England as there is in the United States about it being unlucky? Uh, that,
0: that that's a good point. I don't think there is actually. I've never seen it, but I I've been to America a few a few times and uh, there are I've buildings with,
2: with no 13th. It goes from 12 to 14. Most that's notably, correct. one of the buildings owned by our infamous president Donald Trump has—he claims it's one story taller than it is because, even though it has no marked 13th floor, he's—he's uh, added—he's incapable of oh, accepting that fact. Idiot, so.
1: <laughs> do you?
2: Uh, I, I was
1: wondering though. Martin, we
4: know
1: that. Yeah. Do you think the title could could be a nod? Because I was thinking of the uh, 13th floor elevators. 13, uh, yeah, I don't know if they uh, uh, would have known uh, Because El- El- they're, it they're psych- you know, they're fans yeah. of the psychedelia, so it's possible, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There is that. There is that.
0: Definitely. Um,
2: there's another album we need to do. Is uh,
3: I'm
1: sure we will <laughs> psychedelic sounds. Yeah, but yeah, there's really pretty uh, piano, acoustic guitar outro in this. And and like I said, this song. Um, uh, supposedly, they were in the studio and like Rat, they were, like Dave was showing it to them, and Rat had no interest in it. He said, "I'm going to bed." Oh yeah, I'm out. And then him and the captain <laughs> stayed up. But I'm wondering, the, so it was him and Captain working on it all night, and in the lyrics it says, Two souls locked together for all eternity, soon to be one, our work is nearly over. But who is the victim and who is the innocent? So I'm, I'm picturing them like this is the truth. I don't know, it could be yeah. me reading too much
2: into it. I think that they Never probably. Of that, were. I think they may have had some help with this, this song um, from. Um, I'll just uh, some sort of possible, you know.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, substance help with substance, <laughs> yeah. Well, to stay up all night till six a.m. You said they stay up all night. Yeah, it's maybe coffee. It just could be
2: coffee. I'm sure it was just coffee.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right, and now we get to a song with something that I would imagine just about everyone in the band probably needed. Oh, God. They may not have gotten, but they probably. Yeah, we all think... probably need a little. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to uh, therapy.
2: This long, like a prog long, almost like a prog, prog intro, intro, right? And then, basically, the riff-wise, it's um, just for you. It's a love, love song. song. Oh
0: yeah, Mark, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. very, right, very reminiscent yeah. of the first I think, your first. I think, I, think, I think, yeah, I think that's like that's well documented that what Paul did there, he did like a little uh, mimic of love song, uh, a um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, th- I think this is kind of a it, 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 this is like a three piece song. You've got that. The, you've got that like that that uh, that intro, right, yeah. and then you've got the, the then the main part of the song, and then you've got this stop where you've just got the the end bit and whatever. So you've got like you, you've almost got like a mini curtain call here, which is going to prepare ah, you for side three. Right.
1: And yeah, because yeah, the end is very jammy. They got that like jammy thing, which they were big fans yeah. of. Like like live, yeah. there's a lot of things of them like stretching out, like you'd mentioned on that on that one album when they do um, uh, that. MC5 oh yeah, song. Um, on the and, Yeah, they you, do. Yeah. Look, yeah, looking at you. Yeah, and um, do, with a big
0: drum solo. Yeah, right,
1: right. And they and they do a lot of jamming, and, and they would do that,
0: you which know?
2: was 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 forbidden in it's punk rock. A, over
0: Bolton Yeah, yeah right. So. <laughs> it, it was, but I, I, as I said earlier, like it's like you know that that the, what what the thing about punk was was just to sort of break the rules, so you can be, do yeah. whatever you want. Exactly, you know, exactly, and yes. and. and, and and I guess that means if you want
3: to, you can be a bit proggy, I suppose. Yeah, oh, yeah <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah, because I think, I, especially Captain, I, well,
2: he's at this, by this, I think he's a fan of all that. By this point, you know, you, they've been they've been doing this for four years, so they're probably yeah. tired of just one, two, three, four, and they mm-hmm. they, they, they want to. They're, they're smart guys. They're interesting guys. They're interesting musicians. They want to do something different, and so right, let's try this.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, but
2: it's and great. speaking of trying this, we have. A sidelong, epic, <laughs>
1: <laughs> epic. A, a sidelong epic, which begins. What, you, what's Dave playing at the beginning, Barry? We uh, the harmonium. Uh, uh, some episodes back, yeah. Uh, mm. The Nico album, the Nico
2: record. Yeah, uh, sure. Dave's, playing a harmonium.
1: The only I don't. Dave doesn't play really instruments, but he does. Uh, he's doing the harmonium he, on this he's one.
2: Intoning in the um, in a Nordic that a uh, uh, Nordic vibratoless.
1: Oh. No, no, <laughs> he doesn't do that. <laughs> but it's got this moody uh, prologue, so we could listen to a little bit, and then Barry will play it underneath. But yeah, let's it's, to, how,
2: how long is Curtain Call? Curtain it, ca-
1: seventeen minutes and seventeen minutes. Seconds.
2: Okay, all right. <laughs> two, two prime numbers. Off we go. Curtain Call. I mean, Dave Vanian is is one of the great rock vocalists. Yeah. The most instantly identifiable sound.
1: Yeah, you always know it's him. Yeah, you. Yeah. Always, and you really, you could say no one else has quite has no. the same voice.
2: As no. Him. no. Yep. Um, it's it's op, it's sort of operatic without being cheesy at all. He he's able to pull it off. That's the great thing, is that he huh. does it so convincingly True. that you don't go, eh, you know, right?
1: Because it's, it's, there's so much conviction in it, what he's it,
2: doing. It, it yeah. Ob- obviously, yeah. He's got the grave digger he brings it. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And then it goes a- on for uh, uh, you know, and then there's another um, fourteen minutes of of. Uh, curtain call different pieces and different stuff goes in and out it's um it's, it's a great track i wish we could play all of it but um alas uh, copyright issues will come into play
0: yeah as you said the mi- the middle bit is like uh, pretty amazing as well with the the footsteps and the rain falling and the hammond and everything and i should add that just- the, i should
2: add that the seagulls at the beginning of the song are totally they sound totally fake and synthesizer generated. Those <laughs> <laughs> there's a like there's like bird sounds, and you listen a little more yeah. closely, it's like oh, they made that with a the synthesizer. They just like it's got that not quite convincing bird sound. It's all it's great though. It's beautiful. Well, that's
0: fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it's um, I just think it was like sort of like um, you know no no one would no one would have done that in 1998. Uh, well, no, 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 yeah, no, no. certainly. Yeah. Uh, you know from from the, the 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 punk side of things in 77 um i mean even stranglers going forward and stuff the other band i love you know they, they wouldn't have even done like a 17 minute no, song they might get stuff. up to
2: six minutes and that was about it <laughs> yeah. you know right
0: right, right. <laughs> that's it
1: yeah
2: Oh, they went but off yeah, there by this point, though. The Strangler were on their own strange trajectory as well. Men in Black, they were, they were a very, very still a very odd record, even in retrospect. Oh, yeah, you listen to it, it's um,
1: but they just never, yeah. I mean, they uh, yeah, just uh, different, uh, different, um approach to things, even though they were both advent- very adventurous bands and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- though the Damned still had, uh, I mean, uh, not the Stranglers still had a sense of humor, but it was definitely a more, like, wry, understated sense of humor, yeah, whereas yeah. the Damned weren't afraid to just go over the top with it at times, you
2: And, know? and neither band made anything approaching any sort of inroad in the united states whatsoever just nothing
1: yeah and the
2: stranglers self-confessed said they didn't give a crap Uh, the damned may have cared um about it more but and it's a shame because this album should have been so much more widely heard and listened to than it was because it's a fantastic record and there's just Uh bits in here that are um you know as good as any rock and roll record you're going to hear um, melodically and, and playing wise um, they just of course you know probably bad record label bad dynamics bad management oh there
1: were there were people that say they were cursed because they had so much bad <laughs> for, luck with uh, the right. labels yeah, yeah. and yeah. money and yeah, yeah. And managers right Mark you've heard you know how many managers yeah. they've went yeah. through
0: right yeah yeah I mean they signed to NEMS for that single after this like they're signed to I mean which was a brilliant record the friday the 13th ep um which has like disco man and uh billy bad boy breaks um citadel uh you know uh, that was a a fantastic little follow-up that i mean the fact that they didn't do nothing in really in 81 until until strawberries that's when they got the deal with bronze records um And then that was only a one-off deal in 82, and then again, the band were like, you know, they they got like, uh, they were out in the the water again, like, you know, um, no one signed them until you know, uh, MCA did in in, um, 1985, or 84, 85. And then you've got the that grimy fiendish thing and the phantasmagoria stuff and blah blah blah, right? You know, and that's probably that's probably the the, the next time they came to America. I don't I don't even know if they toured America in um, in 98 I know they did in 79, but they did a few gigs in 79. But I don't know if they did in 80 at all. I don't know.
2: Well, I'm gonna guess also that as we mentioned earlier in the episode. That they had the curse of bad management, bad record label, but probably also uh-huh. being—they're probably their own worst enemies. Oh, some and
1: of it was self-inflicted for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: you know, in they didn't behave themselves very well. No,
0: you're right. They didn't behave themselves. Well, they were
2: punk. I mean, they—the punk rock spirit sort of carried over into everything they did in fact it's it's sort of parallel again with the stranglers where every time you would read about the stranglers going on some gig to sweden and they get in a fight with bikers (laughs) right they get beat up by bikers you know yeah uh, those there was there were people for whom it really it really mattered that they were diy it was you know this is what we're gonna do i think i
3: think
0: you're right i mean I i think i think like you know do you want your heroes to be sort of like you know oh let's go to america and stuff and like be nice <laughs> and you know no you don't really you want them to sort of like be yeah. smashing the, the drums yeah. up and stuff and whatever yeah. and right. and that's that you know that's how th- i think that that's that that's the personality of the damned and to A degree and well, think about the name um, of the band. They they're, called, they're
2: called the damned, <laughs> <That's> yeah.
3: true, <laughs> yeah.
2: Now, does
0: it, it all, doesn't no, it? Really,
1: yeah. <laughs> now, Mark, did you see them? I, I know recently, just like in the past couple of years, they did these shows at this theater. What's this the famous theater in uh London that they did those shows? And,
0: oh, this is the um, the one uh, I think it was last year where they did the um. Royal the albert, hall, was it royal albert hall was I, think it was, it? I think it possibly was yeah oh, um yeah because there's a great uh, video
1: of them doing this doing curtain call uh live. you know live and uh dave's daughter dave Anion's daughter playing a violin that, in the middle of it
0: yeah that's correct i mean i wasn't at the show as such but um i have seen it on on, on um on, on media and whatever but um yeah i mean it, you know that was Pinch's last gig. I mean, Pinch was the drummer. I mean, they're talking about Rat maybe rejoining, but Rat's too old to do it. Ah, oh, um, what a shame, man. I don't. I, I don't think he can. He could do it now. I mean, he's got to be like you know in his in his sixties. Well, more than. Well, you Jet, know. Man, how old how was
2: Jet sit. Black when he quit the Strangers? <laughs> Eighty-five or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know. We're all getting too old to do it, mm, you know, drummers uh, and true. stuff. And- well,
2: I, I'll add as an aside here that yesterday evening, we're sitting looking at YouTube and I see this. Susan and I escaped from our quarantine here yeah. and went up to New Hampshire uh, last week to this rural Airbnb and just kind of got out of town because... And um, so New Hampshire was great. I come back and I'm looking at YouTube. Blue Oyster Cult... Do are doing a live gig where people drive up in their cars and get out and sit in front of their cars, and it's in it's in fucking New Hampshire, right where we just were. Uh. And those guys are they're old. Yeah, they're up there. They are. Despite my wife's complaints that some of the notes were out of tune that they were singing, I (laughs) thought it was pretty impressive. They still 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 do it. it. Yeah, Yeah, I would go and see that and be happy. So.
0: God bless. Yeah, that's you. cool. That's yeah. cool. cool. If that's the way it has to be going forward, you know, we have to go with it, I guess, and yeah. so Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, what's the alternative?
3: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, uh, Mark, thank you so much for yeah, man. Uh, for bringing this record to me. I've, I couldn't wait to do a Dan record because, like I said, I'm a huge fan and I can't believe it actually took us this long cool. uh, to get to one. But
2: Yes, yeah. and thank you for the, uh, the CDs you sent
1: yeah, us. Yeah, which we're still working to. It's hard, you know, don't forget, Mark, me and Barry got to do a new record. We got to do homework every, every week, week. <laughs> for a new yeah, record. Yeah, that's
0: cool. So I understand, out. guys. Yeah,
1: no, 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 but uh, well, I, we really appreciate
0: maybe, it. Maybe we, can, maybe we can do a Jacobites one in the future and stuff and I'll, uh, I'll fill you in on, like, you tell me Pretty which much. one you want to do, and I'll put you on the schedule for sure. That's lovely. All That's right. brilliant, guys. Well, thank you Well, it's so been much. a gas anyway. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, it was great yeah. having you on. Thank you so much. And, Barry, next week we finally we finally have someone that, that won't and an, uh, one of these – Lovely accents again. That's right. <laughs> being a local American. And, and a repeat but guest. A repeat guest, but she's awesome. Erin Aaron, Aaron Lee is our guest. Uh, we love her. She's sweet. As sweet. She's as sweet as me and Barry are not sweet. Not sweet, sweet really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but and, um, thank God, because I know she's a huge uh, Dave Matthews uh, band <laughs> fan. So if she had picked a Dave Matthews band, I don't know what I would have done. Because I love Erin, but I don't. Th- we would have had to have like drank so much Barry yeah. to do that episode mm. but she picked something that hopefully won't be that distasteful to- <laughs> Panic at the Hopefully Disco won't
2: be that distasteful. This is Rob's endorsement uh, of the album. I don't
1: know, we'll see. Panic at the Disco, uh
2: Hopefully that cardiologist appointment won't be too painful. But
1: Erin's delightful. So either way, she she'll is. be delightful and we'll, we'll we'll work through it somehow. Yeah. Um so that's our next episode. Don't forget uh like us, subscribe to us, rate us, review us, love just love us. That's yeah, all right. we ask.
2: Patreon, uh, <laughs> dollar a week, dollar a month.
1: There you go. Whatever. Yeah, just a month and it's very easy. So do that and uh once again thanks everyone for listening mark thank you once again yeah that was
0: great that's no problem guys love it to be part of it thank you very much bye-bye now bye-bye
1: we will see you all next week we are
0: that record got me high we are out
1: we are out